0: Popcorn when i'm ready i'm here so i won't get fine. it's about
1: the stoop i gotta say it's the stupidest thing in sports
0: no what get your big butt out of here
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by shopfantasyguides.com. I'm former player and current Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey, and his younger brother, fellow Fantasy Guides contributor and local Denver comedian Casey Rippey. And tonight we have special guest Christian Catanacci from Catch the Blitz on Instagram. He's going to join us and talk a little bit of NFL free agency. Uh, We're recording this on Monday night, March 13th. And uh, just a heads up, Stephen, you you are. not at home right now. You were you were on location shooting. I, this looks like pretty fancy backdrop you've got going on right now. What, what what's happening? Yeah, but, tell me yeah. tell me where you're at yeah. and what you're dealing with. Yeah, those are
2: my swim trunks hanging from a shower, and because <laughs> I'm recording from a hotel bathroom. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought I had secured a uh, a quiet corner of like this hotel that I'm staying at here in Nashville, and it sounded quiet. And then like an entire floor of, I think, high school kids that are on spring break showed up and Mm. we were about to go on. And Jesse's like, no, no way. (laughs) It was too loud. And what's what's funny, Jesse, is the the, the people that I talked to on the elevator, um, it's it's a school from Tipton, Iowa. And my brother-in-law, Jake, who you know, is from Tipton, Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to be the cool older guy that goes, Oh, Tipton. I know where that is. I go, that's the place where dreams happen because they have on their sign. <laughs> as you enter the town of Tipton, it says Tipton where dreams happen. And I said this to, I've ran into a few different people in the elevator and I've said this and not a single one of them knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> they, 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 one kid, like as soon as the elevator door opened, just ran out. Like I was some creeper. <laughs> and so I, I texted my brother in law. I was like, "Did they remove the sign?" <laughs> because nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so that makes me so yeah. happy to hear. Yeah, but uh, but no, we're in good hands tonight because we Jesse have a guest, Christian from Catch the Blitz. Who I, I've been getting updates on my phone all day today about like the tampering period and NFL free agency and how that could be affecting fantasy football. So I'm excited to have him on to kind of give his opinions on what has happened and what will happen. And we can uh,
1: get through some of that. All right. That sounds awesome. And then we, we talked about a little earlier, if we have time uh, we might get into some dynasty trade strategy. Um, Our dynasty league has just been going nuts this last week. Um, People got really excited following the combine and, Shots have been fired all over the league. Everyone's made a trade, I think, at this point. So uh, we can talk a little bit about that uh, if we have time at the end. But I think let's just let's kick into uh, NFL Free Agency and uh, get Christian on out of our green room. And I know, Stephen, you, you usually have some questions for our guest. Did you want to start with questions this time again?
2: Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, bring
0: him in,
1: Jesse. All right, Christian. This is this is Christian Catenacci from Catch the Blitz.
0: I've been I've been unleashed from the green room. It sounds like yes, yeah. There I, got my, yes. I, got my, I got my draft my draft walk. That's right. I got to go meet Roger Goodell. Christian, can,
2: we I don't know if you heard last week, but we we teased that you were going to come on at the end of last week's show. But could you maybe pronounce your last name for us? Because we were it's, we it's, all you, gave our, our...
0: you you're really really close Katanachi. Katanachi not oh you know you can't get away with the Katanachi but Katanachi that's how it is i mean you're very very close so i give you guys honestly way better than some pronunciations that i've gotten in the past. <laughs> i sometimes get Katanuchi i don't know how because there's no u in my in my last name but <laughs> but you guys are very very close so i'll give you 99.9%
1: I, I feel like he was saying the same two things twice. Did anybody else hear that? Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, no, thanks, man. We appreciate it. I, I do my best to try not to, to butcher these up. So we, we appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And it's a pleasure yeah. to be on.
2: So, so Christian, I, I, most people that are going to be hearing this know of you and Catch the Blitz on Instagram. But how would you – like I think of you as kind of like a news, a 24-7 news uh, syndicate, you know, for the NFL, but you also do some fun things with fantasy and, and other things. So how would you describe your, your account and, and what you talk about with the NFL?
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's sort of best put is like your, your home for, for NFL football, right? Um, you can yeah. sort of get everything, um, the whole nine yards, I guess, the sailing, right? The, the saying, uh, they here at CTB. I mean, it's, it might just—it's not just me and and Thomas, my co-owner. We have a we have a small team behind us that, um, I mean, continues to. I mean, like today, it everyone thinks, oh, I, I always get even some some local buddies like, oh, you, how do you stay on top of things? How do you stay on top of things? I I actually was like pretty hands off today, as in terms of uh, other years. I, I we got a couple of interns who do who are like tremendous 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 tremendous! how the work that they do and um how dedicated they are and they make thomas thomas and i's life a little easier um we're able to focus on sort of the business side of things which is which is obviously nice but um i mean yeah the home the home of nfl football that's sort of our uh our mo our motto right yeah
2: well what i like about it is you you know everybody that uses twitter just knows somebody can tweet out you know you know aaron Rodgers yeah signing with the jets let's just say but you guys i mean you design a graphic the graphic looks good it's it's like a tweet on steroids so the i don't know how you guys do it because i know how much work goes into creating graphics and getting it out on a daily basis but i mean you guys do like 10 posts a day <laughs> yeah. about, a about like NFL robots names, so
0: we are like robots yeah so right?
2: it's it's impressive. I, yeah, I, I've I always been a big admirer of your account, and it's it's. I can't imagine putting that kind of content out at the, especially the pace that it has to happen during a period like right now.
0: Yeah, especially especially the NFL, right? Like it's it's seems like the NFL never sleeps, even when it is like in the depths of the off season. You could get one thing, boom, and then the, the sort of whole NFL world flips on its head. So you always got to be on your toes and and be prepared. And I think Thomas and I have done such a great job uh, doing that. Um, over the years and obviously you continue to get better at it um, but yeah I, I get it I enjoy it so much so it, it's it's honestly like yeah you say you're you're busy 24 hours a day but it almost doesn't really feel like that because uh, it still feels like such a hobby to me uh, it's something that I'm so passionate about and um, I'm such a big admirer of the whole the, the, the sport as a whole right so to me it's like second nature I don't even consider it um, almost I guess time
1: grasping, or it, right, it just soaks your time out. But I love it. Hey, Christian, I'm I'm hearing well, an pre- accent. I'm hearing an accent in there. Where Where are you from? About. You know what? Everyone says that. <laughs> I, I be, being being. Uh, I, I'm first
0: off. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Um, okay, all right. Everyone, it's like everybody knows that just off of listening <laughs> to to the way I talk. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how a Canadian accent sounds to you guys, but I mean, it has to. It has to be. It has to be sort of. I guess you should be able to. Say, I mean, everyone. Everyone's. You have no idea. Whenever I meet people, they're like, "Oh, boom! That guy's from Canada." <laughs> yeah, we we all thought the
2: same thing. Yeah. Uh, like I've known you for a little while, but I remember the first time you and I talked on the phone. I went, "Oh, that's Canada."
3: You just you, you just said we wouldn't believe it, but we totally believe it. We believe yeah. that everyone yeah. has that same agreement. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well,
1: who's who's your team then, Christian? Who's your NFL uh, squad I, if you're in Toronto? I'm a I'm a cowboy fan
0: and okay. I mean the the origin story is sort of my father. My father, um, back in the day, uh Canada didn't really have the rights to every single NFL game. So um if you ask a lot of people that are, are north of the border, um you get a lot of Cowboys, you get a lot of Steelers, you get a lot of 49ers, Packers, sort of like the historic teams because those are the teams that were on TV the most, right? Gotcha. And gotcha. Um, my dad's actually the youngest of of uh, three brothers. So his older brothers were also Cowboy fans. So I guess he was sort of born into it. And and I mean, hey, if I had to pick, I probably wouldn't pick the Cowboys. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I was born into it. So uh, it's, it's part of my bloodline. But yeah, that's... Uh, sort of a little backstory about how I am a Cowboy fan being from, I mean, five and a half hour flight, right? Like it's not close, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. my unfortunate story of being uh, born into one of the, uh, one of the disastrous franchises uh, <laughs> in the NFL, right?
2: Well, <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could be yeah. used across the river, a Bills fan. Which <laughs> they've they've yeah. had their, uh, I mean, they're good now, but it's been, at least the Cowboys have some uh, hardware to show for it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'm the jinx though because as soon as I was born in '98, mm. the Cowboys have uh, <laughs> have been probably worse than the Bills, right? They, so <laughs>
3: I don't think, think not they've beat the Broncos since that year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems like every been. single time we oh. play Denver, it's 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 a blowout. So
2: yeah, well, and hey, you're talking you're pe- preaching to the choir here about like a passion for what you do because. The three of us would agree with that, and, and Jesse and Casey, based on the paychecks they've been, op- you know, opening up <laughs> over here at uh, Fantasy Guides, it's it's all about the passion. So you're in a brotherhood here for
0: sure, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
2: But um, well, let's get into it. Jesse kind of started it off a little bit, uh, asking where you're from, who your favorite team was, how long have you been playing fantasy football.
0: Man, I, I when it made me think when I when I when I saw that, I was like. I want to say 2011 or 2012 it was it was one of those two years um I was in the eighth eighth grade or seventh grade um so it's been quite a while and and I remember how different fantasy football was because I'm pretty sure like I'm 99% sure that I picked Aaron Rodgers at like sixth Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. in like 2011 um which is something that you really only see in like super flex leagues now but um I'm pretty sure that sort of when I started playing fantasy football, if my memory um, serves itself right, I, I was around 2011 or 2012, one of those years, but I wasn't still elementary school. So seventh or eighth grade. I think we,
2: we had who, you know, pros from upper hand fantasy yes, on yes. a couple of weeks ago. And I think he used the exact same year, but his first round pick might've been like Peyton Manning or something. So I think you're, you're right on with that. Um, and then, okay, so uh, do you? So you said I was going to ask you your first ever draft pick was. It sounds like it was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was. I'm uh, pretty
0: sure it was Aaron Rodgers. How about this year? How'd you do in your fantasy leagues this year? I actually did pretty good, to be honest. I was I was always considered the the uh, the choker of, of my fantasy leagues, and and everyone would always tease me because like, oh, you got this huge you, this huge uh, football account, you can't win uh, your fantasy <laughs> leagues, right? So I, I would always I would always go to the finals and I would lose. And um, this year, I actually won uh, two championships, and I lost in the finals in one. Uh, and I made the playoffs. I, w- I was in six leagues, so I made the playoffs in all six of my leagues. So, wow. I, I gave myself a nice. little pat on the back there. I had a very uh, overall pretty positive, uh, pretty positive fantasy year. Love it. I must Love say it. I, it's not all me. Eh? I, I was look. I was looking at you and Faraz <laughs> for, for that for that help. So that's right. That's I, I gotta right. give. I gotta give credit to where credit's due. Um, as much as I, I do I like remember in entering-
2: I do remember answering a few DMs. So I'd like to think I have like a little bit of a fingerprint (laughs) on one of those championships. (laughs) Absolutely. Almost (laughs) co-owners. Did you, who was your biggest hit? Like who did you draft this year? you kind of helped you win the league.
0: Well, probably like I I, I owned a lot of of ETN and, and, and Walker. Um, I owned a lot of those. I, I was taking Kenneth Walker late pretty much every single league. Um, Chris Olave had a lot of shares in as well. Um, a lot of the younger sort of—I um, I mean, Etienne wasn't a rookie, but he was technically a rookie, right? Like I was taking flyers on okay. on young sort of um, athletic uh, guys that didn't have too much of, of wear and tear on them yet. Um, especially with those late round flyers, like when you get past like the fifth, sixth round, I feel like that's probably the the direction that at least I've started to tend to go towards. Um, and uh, and yeah, they paid off dividends, right? I know Kenneth Walker sort of took the role off injury, but I mean, just he's such a good player. I was like getting him in, like sometimes I was getting him in like the twelfth, thirteenth round, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like how, like how am I not going to take him here, right? So, um, I owned a lot of Kenneth Walker. I want to say probably him. He was probably my biggest overall hit. Um, and then Etienne, second to like Etienne and and Olave. Well,
2: the three of us were. I, I believe you got him late because the three of us kept recommending him as like a waiver ad. Yeah. Um, through the first half, the almost month of the season, so definitely believe that. What about? Um, sounds like you probably didn't have too many misses since you won a few of your leagues. But <laughs> did you have one that was like? You wanted to know who my never
0: again. You wanted who my like first round pick in was in? I want to say three out of the six leagues. I took DeAndre Swift in the first round. Ah. Mm. Mm. Uh, yep. Yeah. We.
1: Same. We still have Casey's outsiders trying to figure out what his deal <laughs> is with goal line carries, why he just doesn't want to be down there, you know, because that's really yeah, interesting yeah.
0: that you just it's, tap out. He's got to be one out. of the most frustrating. Like, that was such a frustrating year for, for um, I mean, fantasy owners, but even just like, just watching... The Lions and all credit to Jamal Williams, right? Like the guy's had a fantastic year, but it was so, it was so, so frustrating. I mean, with the injuries and just when DeAndre Swift was on the field, it's like they weren't even using him. So it it didn't, oh, it was so frustrating. Like you would watch Detroit games and you'd be like, what the hell's going on? Like, why are they not (laughs) using this guy? Let's be honest.
2: If it wasn't for Jamal Williams' locker room interviews, we would all hate him <laughs> in fantasy
0: football.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> because I was he right. was
0: so frustrated. he was a <laughs> pest, like the definition of a pest was Jamal Williams. Yep, yep, for sure. Um,
2: what's one thing you learned this uh, this past fantasy season that you're going to apply next year? Like something, like a little tip, or or, or something that worked out for you that you're going to, or that maybe you learned from a mistake that you're going to apply next year.
0: Well, I, I think uh, I can give sort of one of one of both. It sort of ties into my previous answer: is don't draft guys with injury concerns. I'm sort of done with that because <laughs> I, I just oh, it's, it drives me nuts when when you have guys that are constantly injured and and you're scrambling for because it, it really puts an emphasis on your depth, which is obviously fantasy football in general. Like you want to have good depth, but like you want to have that as like a a positive not something to just rely on right every single week so that's sort of frustrating but another thing too that I mean again this is an assist to you and Faraz because I didn't really think of fantasy this way but like target target share I think that's so so huge and I mean it's it's sort of becoming more mainstream now a lot of people are looking towards it but um, like some people are sort of shy away from bad offenses but I don't think the whole idea of shying away from bad offenses is a bad it's, it's like if you can get a guy who's on a bad offense, but gets eighty percent of the of the targets, like there's 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 room to work with there, right? So um, that's at least something that I've noticed. Um, after you and Faraz have been preaching it for so long, um, I tend to, especially last year, I put a, a higher emphasis on it and um, just focusing on guys that see more volume. Um, because volume needs to, leads to opportunity and right. Op- opportunity is leads to fantasy points. So that's sort of the direction that I've, um, I mean, started to go towards, uh, in last year that I, that I'm going to bring to 2023 for sure. Yeah.
2: I think we, I think we would all agree with that. Like it it's, is, it is sometimes you think this guy, you know, like we want to believe in some of these blue chip players, yeah. but if they're just in a situation where they're not getting the volume, it just, it, you, you gotta follow the volume. I think we've all kind of learned that lesson and and it sometimes it's hard to stick to it but you yeah. you gotta just remember you know how the game works mm-hmm. um and then do you have somebody this year that you think you know we're still a, a ways away from like your typical fantasy dress but is there somebody that you see as like could be a league winner in two thousand and twenty
0: three um I, I see a couple guys to be honest i i mean I, I really P- putting my bias aside I, I really do think that um, if Dallas ends up bringing in a second receiver I think we could even see which which was crazy to think about because Lamb was so good last year but I think we could even see uh, um, like we're talking one of the top two fantasy receivers a- out of CeeDee Lamb I think he's that good Um, and just the, the if you look at the Cowboys offense like last year they're defenses were just keen on that one guy because they didn't really have anybody else. And he still put up such a fantastic year. So um, that's someone that I'm watching very closely to see what Dallas does, um, whether that's free agency, whether that's a draft. But if they get another weapon alongside CeeDee Lamb, I could see CeeDee Lamb having a fantastic year next year. And another guy I like is Calvin Ridley too, who um, is people sort of (laughs) forgot about, right? Like this is a guy that when he's on the field, he is like elite right and now that he's um pairing up with with trevor lawrence who's one of if i mean you you put him up there in the top three young quarterbacks in the league right i'm not going to debate you but um he's that guy and him him with trevor lawrence i think he can do some special things and i'm sure you like i, I again we don't know when he's going to go in drafts but he's one of those guys that you can even if he get, ends up getting drafted in the fourth round like you could tell he almost feels like he's gonna outperform wherever he's sort of drafted just given his talent match with he's pretty much going to be playing with the best quarterback that he's ever been playing with and the dude separates right he gets open and that's a quarterback's best friend so
1: those two guys I'm sort of keening in on at least I'm starting to feel like that Jaguars receiving core is going to be pretty lethal I don't know yeah. and, and then I'm, I'm wondering I I do wonder like it seems like somebody is going to get maybe some less targets, right? Like, is it Zay Jones that falls yeah. down a bit from, cause he had a pretty huge season. Yeah. Um, I think Christian Kirk and, uh, and Calvin Ridley are, are pretty solid receiver. I think they're both going to be commanding targets. So it's, yeah, I hope there's enough targets to go around. They're adding so many guys. I've even seen him, uh, some, some, mock drafts where they're adding receivers, I'm like, oh, man, why do they... I don't even know if they need receivers, do they? Like, they're pretty solid. So that's a really interesting receiving core, if you ask me.
2: I think you're right, Jesse. I think I, I think if one player is going to drop off, it would have to be Zay Jones. Yeah. Like, as good as his story was this year, it was the only story he's told in, what, six years in the league? Yeah. You know, he's been kind of a a nobody for the most part, or like a backup player. So as good as he was, yeah, I think... I think it's going to be Calvin and Kirk and maybe a little Ingram, but, but he'll be more complimentary. Gotcha. Would be my guess.
0: Which, is, which um, is a good, good for an offense. Like if you yes. is your third guy, like your, your offense yeah. would be pretty good. Right. Absolutely.
2: Yep. All right. Let's get into some of the free agency. Um, I don't know about you guys. My phone has been buzzing today as I've been exploring the uh, great city of Nashville and I've been trying <laughs> to catch up as much as I can, but, um, what are you doing What's in Nashville,
1: Stephen? I I didn't even get to hear. I I don't. I I was not oh. appraised of your situation here. What you, <laughs> I saw you texting oh, you the know, boys Jesse. that you were driving through Kansas or something, but I'm like, where Where is he going? What is he doing? What's happening? You know, Jesse, I came to Nashville during
2: like COVID, like towards the end of COVID, and when we came, it was pretty quiet, so it felt like we didn't really get to experience it that well. So we wanted to do it again. And we thought, you know, Colorado, the winter's been so cold. And (laughs) I know this isn't Florida, but we're like, let's go to Nashville and like be a little bit warmer scenery. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Cut to me having to buy a a jacket today at one of the stores (laughs) because of how cold it is. And seeing Casey, who is gracious enough to uh, check on my cat for me Mm -hmm. uh, through my um, outdoor camera, I could see him walking to and from my house with a t-shirt on. Yep. Which yeah. I then asked, why the F are you wearing a t-shirt? And he <laughs> said, because it's so nice outside. It's <laughs> like, gosh, dang it. It just couldn't go any other way for me. I go <laughs> to where it's supposed to be warmer. And we finally in Castle Rock, Colorado, get some warm temperatures. So that's all awesome. it is, just. <laughs> all right. Well, I love it. But, so, um,
1: what do you want to do with free agency, Steven? So uh, my biggest
2: question is, first, Aaron Rodgers. How much does he enjoy the suspense that he puts everyone through? (laughs) That's my first question. Christian, does he, every year we've been on Aaron Rodgers' watch for at least the last three or four years. And how much does he enjoy this and tormenting uh, Packer fans and potential other fans? Because we were in this boat last year with the Broncos thinking we might have a chance at him, you know. And so he tortured us. We're not big fans. I'm not going to bury the lead. We're not huge (laughs) Aaron Rodgers supporters over here. But uh, how much do, does he enjoy this, and uh, is he locked into New York at this point, Christian? I,
0: I think I think he loves it. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear. Even though he says that he doesn't do this for the "quote unquote" attention, um, I mean, he's just lying, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, because if, if, if right, there's no other way to, to put it. Like if you if you look at Thomas and I were were joked around um, just the other day, we're like we could probably if we counted every single Aaron Rodgers story that we've posted over the like last two years, we could probably count over, I want to say a hundred posts just for Aaron Rodgers. Jeez. Right. And um, it's gotten to the point where you're like, everybody's so sick of just hearing about Aaron Rodgers and, Oh, what is he going to do? And and all this. And I, it's almost like people just like, okay, make up your mind so we can stop talking about this. Um, and it's, it's, at the same time, it's like, it's people are just sort of overlooking it because it's been so highly anticipated for so long. But, like, this is a big move, right? Like, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks ever, um, potentially going to a team like the Jets, which I do believe is going to happen. When that happens, I'm not too sure. I, I, it got teased a little bit today, um, turned out to be a false alarm. But it's pretty clear, like, I I'm, I'm at least I can positively say um, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a jet, whether that's tomorrow, Wednesday, whenever um, he's going to be a jet, um, whenever he's done sort of his, his drama, his drama tour, I like to call it. Right. So whenever he's up to, whenever he wants to make his decision, he's going to be a jet. And if we're talking um, strictly just fit, like that jet team is going to be pretty good. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, Uh, like you're looking at Garrett Wilson and, and again, Elijah Moore too, very frustrating fantasy owner, but uh, with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, he just, I think that offense from a fantasy perspective is going to be like, I'm going to want to own a lot of shares of of whoever's catching the ball there. Right. Um, because that's going to be one, the best quarterback that the jets have had since I've been alive, at least, um, (sighs) Right, it seems like they've just struggled to find that that quarterback one, and um, whenever it happens, I'm sure um, it's going to have a pretty big impact on on the whole AFC playoff picture, and and that division's already looking like it's going to be pretty pretty exciting, with especially with the moves that the Dolphins are making, right. My yeah. biggest thing yeah, with no. uh
1: my biggest thing with the Aaron Rodgers move Christian is does he get an equipment update if he goes up to New York? <laughs> that like, helmet, does... eh? I don't like that helmet at all. Yeah. Or or <laughs> does he just does. take that with? I mean, maybe he takes or it the with. Chin strap. <laughs> yeah. No, both things. Uh, I'm I'm really curious if he's just going to get it painted green, right? Like take it to the local uh convenience store and, and they'll Find some spray a, paint that's
0: a decal on the side, yeah. No, because
1: uh, I'm sure he's had that helmet his entire career. I bet he's never even changed it one time. That chin strap, that ratty leather thing, I'm just ready for that to be updated. But you know, that, that's those are the things we look at here at uh Fantasy Guides.
3: I think, I think with yeah, Aaron, Rogers, get Jesse
1: started on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Aaron Rodgers' drama, he
3: thinks it's like watching Game of Thrones, but really <laughs> it's like everybody else is like, This is the young and the restless. <laughs> like some
1: That's some people
3: pop. are really it's into it good. but but most people are don't even know that it's still on
1: mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah
3: well
2: played please. is it still on
3: case <laughs> young and the still on? i i think i yeah. i think it's always it's on be.
2: it's gotta be on. <laughs> I'm, call- I'm calling mom and finding out if she's still recording it on vhs
3: <laughs> call cindy
2: but, yeah uh so, Christian, you said uh, you think it would be the best quarterback the um, Jets have, have had. Let, let me just—I would think we would all agree if you're going to pick one Jets quarterback to be the best quarterback the Jets have ever had, would we all agree that would be Joe Namath? Yes.
1: That's a—that's a long time ago. Yeah. Listen, <laughs>
2: well, listen. I just want to—I just want to give you the stats. Joe Namath, Hall of Famer, 173 uh, touchdown passes, 220 interceptions. Ooh! So, <laughs> wow. I think you're correct. That's so j- <laughs> your, yeah, that's the, the the most jet stat. Like that's their and we all think he was great, right? And I he did yeah. guarantee a Super Bowl win, but the stats uh they tell a different story.
3: Oh uh, who was that digress. who was that lineman uh I did a cover zero story on that got he got to the ring of fame for the Jets and he was like surprised, like, oh really me? And it's like, well they don't have a whole lot to choose from. <laughs> is it Mangold? Uh, no, it, <laughs> Mangold, Mangold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember Nick Mangold. Um, okay, so Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I think we all agree. Uh, I th- we just saw it with Tom Brady. He, he had an NFL career in his 40s. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might be – I think he's going to be 40 when the season starts or like 39 or something. So yeah, he's around there. He, he, he's going to have at least four years playing high-level football. So I, I think the Jets should get excited. I, I, this is good. It, he, needs out, he needs a fresh start. I think Green Bay is like at this point, like we, we'd also – Like a fresh start. So
0: both both teams. I think both parties. Just sort of. It's it's best for both teams to sort of just go their separate ways. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like it's especially with the older quarterbacks, you sort of see this. I mean, you saw with his mentor, right? Like you saw with Brett Favre. It's almost like times. It's like times a complete circle, right? Like it's we're kind of seeing it um, take place again, right? Who also um,
3: went to the Jets. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who also went to the Jets. I'm just hoping.
2: I just traded for uh, Justin Jefferson in a Superflex Dynasty. I'm just hoping he does the full Brett Favre goes with the <laughs> go to the Vikings next, eventually. after this season. Well, they did say yeah. they
0: weren't extending Kirk Cousins, so Kirk, they're letting Kirk Cousins play his uh, final year out of the contract. So, not trying not uh, to I'm put just, any uh, speculation
1: out there, but
2: okay, Christian, Lamar Jackson, uh, is he staying in Baltimore? Any any thoughts or insights on on
0: him? So I, I, I believe this is a tricky one because as soon as they sort of gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag, you, you look at the situation, you're like, okay, a team's going to try and negotiate the heck out of this guy, right? Like they're, they're going to want to sign this guy as soon as they can. And then all these teams at the same time almost said like, oh, we're not going for, for Lamar Jackson. We're not going for Lamar Jackson. It's like, what? Like Washington commanders, like, what do you, what, why are you not going for Lamar Jackson of all teams? Right. <laughs> they'd, they'd rather pay De'Ron Payne and their defensive tackles 40 million combined. We're not going to, we'll save that for a different story, but it just felt so weird. And, and I honestly think that because Lamar's contract demands and, and the whole fully guaranteed um, contract that he's seeking, uh, I think these owners don't want anything to do with that uh, so this plays a little it's a little tricky right and that mixed with the fact that i think everyone's sort of agrees that baltimore from from an organization standpoint it's like okay we tried to negotiate with this guy for so long nothing worked so we're gonna try and get one of you guys to negotiate the contract for us and we're just gonna match it so i don't think teams are willing to do that um so to answer your question i think he's going to be back in Baltimore. Um, they're going to sort of figure this out. Uh, I, I expected him to, to get extended long-term um, again, whether that's a team doing the dirty work for them, they're just going to match because um, it, there's no, there's no world where you let Lamar Jackson go for just two first round picks. If you were okay with trading him. Right. Um, so I think that's sort of the play here. And and it's, I mean, it's good business. If you look at what Baltimore, it's like, okay, we can't do this. So let's someone else do it. So, I mean, you can't fault him for doing that. I guess it's the nature of the business side of things, but um, I fully expect um, Lamar to be in Baltimore next year and for the foreseeable, for, for the foreseeable future. Here's yeah, here's think- what I don't
3: understand. I don't understand why a team like the Bengals doesn't offer him this astronomical salary just to screw <laughs> the Ravens to where they have to either pay him or give him to the Bengals. Yeah, you get two... Uh, MVP caliber quarterbacks, but you're screwing the Ravens over. We'd have
1: to go back to what's it? What did you call it? The Cougar formation, Casey, where there's two two quarterbacks (laughs) in the (laughs) backfield. Yeah, but which you totally (laughs) made up, by the way. I I think the big. I, I think the joke here is, is that nobody wants to work with that agent, you know, it's because he's representing himself. <laughs> yeah, And, you know, I think he's, uh, I think that that would be a difficult deal to get done. And so I think the Ravens were just kind of threw their hands in the air and said, you know, we've tried, go, go use your agent now to go uh, test the open market. And, you know, I think, Lamar Jackson is a great player. I'm just not sure about his agent skills. Um, I think in this particular <laughs> avenue is where you want to be paying somebody else to be shopping your name around and and trying to figure that stuff out. And I think the Ravens kind of knew that that wasn't really going to happen, right? They've been trying to do this with him for a long. They're the ones that know him the best. Yeah, and so um, it's been over. It's
0: been oh, well over a year now, right? Right. So um, there's clearly some sort of disconnection. Um, between the two guys and but again, it goes back to the whole thing. Like whatever contract he agrees on with another team, if that happens, like Baltimore's just gonna just gonna accept it, right? And it is what it is, right? There's no there's no I just don't think there's a scenario where you go, Okay, we're gonna get rid of Lamar and and send him to someone because we don't wanna pay him X amount of dollars and only get two first round picks. Like we saw what a Denver trade for Russell Wilson, right? Stop. Uh, we hey, hey. We don't bring yeah, that up hold anymore. On, right? hold, on, hold on. <laughs> you get my point. We're a couple
2: of we're like three Broncos fans here. We <laughs> listen, I should have prepped you ahead of time. We don't bring up the Russell Wilson trade ever. Okay. Oh, or man. or uh, Super Bowl I against you guys the 49ers. Got <laughs> Yeah. I, I have to say, those two first round picks, that's all? That's it? Yeah. Oh don't tell me that. <laughs> uh Let's see here. So, yeah, I agree. I do think he'll be there. I just think it's funny. Like, and JJ um, Watt tweeted about it, but like all these teams so publicly, like, no, we're out. Like, we have, we, it's, we, so yeah, weird, we've got, it's so uh, weird. We've got no quarterback, yeah. but we're completely out on this. Wow. Well, the That's Sam Howell. So, I don't, don't know. Worry. I don't <laughs> know. If,
3: I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, I think it was Schefter tweeted out what the contract was. And essentially, I think it was teams going, uh, I think I think it got out because teams went well. This is what we're going to have to match, and it was better than what Kyler Murray got. It was
0: a better yeah. contract
3: than Kyler yes. Murray.
0: And Kyler Murray's so- getting <clears throat> top of the dollar, right? Like that guy's getting a a, a bolt load, and he was already had a fair money, fair amount of money guaranteed in his contract too. So I don't know where the disconnect is. But- yeah.
1: Well, and I think let's not lose in this discussion that Lamar Jackson is a very different type of player and quarterback. There, there's a lot of risk involved with that. This is this is yes. not like a. Aaron Rodgers guy, um, he he's played in a very specific system that they built completely around him, and that's what a team would need to be willing to do. So, you know, which team is willing to not only take on that contract and do a deal with a player directly as his own agent and then completely change your offensive philosophy <laughs> to, <laughs> to suit the player. So, so I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fascinating for me to watch because you see people on Instagram and other places talking about, well, he should go here. And I'm just like, who's the OC there? Who's, who's the guy that's running the pistol offense now in wherever they say, you know? And, and I think it's it, that, that can't go understated either is he's not your normal NFL prototypical franchise quarterback either so you're taking on some risk there.
2: I had the answer to that question Jesse and it is the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith. <laughs> right, that's right, actually who, who should sign Lamar Jackson the, ba- the way they don't even use their two top 10 wide receiver and tight mm-hmm. ends that they drafted. I think that's the team that should trade for him but
0: I digress. I agree too. I think that's um, a perfect world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, did you like that signing in New Orleans? Um, is does that do anything for Chris Olave for you? What are your thoughts on that signing? I,
0: I think yeah, obviously. I mean, Chris Olave is going to produce. We saw him produce with with Jameis Winston and, and Andy Dalton and whoever the heck was playing quarterback there last year, right? So um, I think he's going to produce no matter what. Uh, do I like the signing? I, I don't know. Derek Carr doesn't really move the needle for me personally. Uh, People say I'm a little harsh on Derek Carr. I don't know. I, I just don't get the sense that he's anything special. I, t- to be honest, I think this is more of a desperation move from from New Orleans. It's like, okay, we have this aging roster that's still pretty good on paper. And maybe we could sort of drag it on for the next couple of years and, and see what we could do. But um, I don't think Derek Carr necessarily offers um, the Saints this crazy high ceiling, like double digit wins. I think I mean, they could win the division, but that's not saying much, uh, <laughs> right? They, they could get away with hey, winning a nah. winning game, right? <laughs> Seven, eight games, and they probably win win the division next year. But I mean, Derek Carr is a capable quarterback. Uh, I think he's probably um, closer to the twentieth best quarterback than he is the tenth best quarterback. <laughs> but I, uh, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I mean, like, you probably you probably win games with Derek Carr, but. I don't think Derek Carr is necessarily going to be like, oh wow, like this is a, this is a contending team. Um, but again, Crystal Lave, fantasy perspective from a fantasy perspective, he's going to produce no matter what, right? So um, there's at least a plus there. And and hey, Derek Carr does like to sling it a little more than 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 the quarterbacks that have been there in the past. So I guess you give him a slight uptick. But from an overall standpoint of, of what the Saints are going to do next year, I don't think it necessarily moves the needle um, for me to say that they're this this contending team that you got to watch out for.
2: Yeah, I think that Saints GM Mickey Loomis. I feel like somebody is in his ear saying every year you're just one player away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> Cuz it, it just feels like they should have blown up their roster like be, like when Drew Brees retired, you know? It right. it felt like all right, you you Brees retired, I get trying to like have this win now team while you still got Brees, but as soon as he retired, I thought it should have been like trade Alvin Kamara, trade everything on that roster, trade um I'm blanking on the names, but like the the corner that they got, it's good. You know, Mark is uh, Lattimore. I'm blanking on the names.
1: Yeah, Lattimore. yeah, Lattimore.
2: Thank you, Jess. Uh, like, blow. They should have blown up that roster. It still feels like they're trying to like hold it together for like one more run. It's like, well, I don't think yeah, that runs. I think happened. that
1: window. Yeah, I think that window passed <laughs> for sure. But,
2: <laughs> it's shut. It's been soldered closed. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um. All right. So, yeah. So we all agree that was a boring. No, was yeah, oh, so it, sorry was, it, it was like
1: a, And it was okay, so too. I do have one question: How what what type of contract? What did that contract look like? Did um, they just absorb what he already? It,
0: well, no, they gave him an extension because he was released. So, okay. um, he got a completely new work contract. So he's actually getting paid. I believe it's similar it's a, to he's making around a, forty million.
3: Yeah, it's a four-year $150 million dollar contract, and I think it's forty million up front. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just don't know about that. Like that, you know, I got burned by the Russell Wilson thing signing this long term contract for an aging quarterback with not a lot of weapons around him. I don't know. It sounds it sounds a little rough. Yeah, We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, um again, yeah,
0: it's 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 one of those situations where um it's like, oh, whatever, like that's, a that's a move that if you're going to, if you're going to talk about the, the off season sort of in, in let's say two, three months, I feel like a lot of people are going to sort of forget about that until like week one comes around. It's like, Oh, Derek Carr's in the saints. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It could be one of those. It could be one of those. Exactly. <laughs> right.
2: I'm just curious. I don't feel like a Derek Carr and a um, Andy Dalton can be on the same team. No, <laughs> so he must not have re-signed.
0: I feel like <laughs> you never I, see. I hear Jameis Winston's quarter- going to re-sign there. That's what I heard. He did last. resign. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he did. Yeah. He he did. I just don't think
2: you can have. They're the same guy. You can't. Yeah. Andy Dalton will not be like. He won't ever back up Kirk Cousins. They're like, no. You're you are Kirk Cousins. So you have to go somewhere else where they don't have a Kirk Cousins. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um.
2: All right. More exciting. DJ Moore trade. Now that was fun. That was fun seeing all the picks that chicago was able to get i was saying to on this podcast a few episodes ago i thought that chicago should um trade the pick or trade justin fields or do something you know like there's no point in them taking whatever best available at one at pick one knowing how desperate teams are to trade up for that spot they did the right thing i I assume you would agree what'd you think of that trade
0: yeah i think i mean again if if Chicago was to if they went to if they went the other route and, and dealt Justin Fields I would have been like what the heck are you doing um because like he was really their only guy last year right like that was a bad team and and I mean he didn't he sure he put up numbers they didn't he didn't necessarily they didn't necessarily result into wins but he showed you way more than than enough to to give this guy another chance right we saw what what happened with Jalen Hurts with with Philadelphia surrounding this guy with with like talent galore. Right. We saw the step that he took. Um, I think I mean, I don't really see why that can't happen to Justin Fields. Um, I think he again, you talk about just him as a prospect. If he was coming out this year, he might be the best quarterback in the draft. Right. So um we're talking about a really high level um quarterback with a, with a very rare skill set and a skill set that translates super well into today's NFL. Um And that trade, like we're talking about a haul, right? Like Ryan Pole's got, he really squeezed that trade Mm -hmm. to to the max. And I think DJ Moore, the whole, just adding a player like DJ Moore, someone who's so underrated too. Like this guy puts up numbers every single year and he's got like no name throwing him to the ball half the time, right? PJ Walker, Walker, (laughs) right? Yeah, uh, so I, I'm a big DJ Moore fan, and he's only twenty-five years old too, which is crazy because he's been in this league for like six years, it feels like five years. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and he's on a very good contract, too, right? Next he's on, still has three years left on his deal and sixty million dollar tap hit like that's like, <clears> nothing. Um he is a legitimate wide receiver one, and they're doing their most. They're setting themselves up perfect. They drop down to ninth. You can take the best offensive tackle there and Gives Field some protection. You have the weapons, and I really like the direction of, of of Chicago. And I like the sort of next year too. I I wouldn't even. I mean, not to sort of spoil anything, but I've been slowly sprinkling a little bit on their on their division odds um, over the last couple of weeks. I did it be, a couple of months ago because I said on on my podcast actually that they're one of one of the teams that I think could really make. Like a big, big roster overhaul this offseason. I think they're on the way, they're on their way to it, right? With that trade and just with the first day of free agency, they're spending money like crazy and they're spending money on good, young, athletic players. So I really like the direction that the Bears are going and DJ Moore um, bringing him in with that, in that offense, just another, another weapon and it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think if you were just watching it on a superficial level, if you were just paying attention to just fantasy numbers or, um, you may not think that Justin Fields is as polished of a passer as he is. He has not been able to showcase it because if you watch a Bears game, it's one two getting hit in the mouth. Yeah, you know, like the line play was so so bad in those games. So I love that move you're talking about, taking the best tackle, backing up, taking the best tackle, whichever one falls down to you, and improving that part because you can add weapons for him. The guy can throw; he's an accurate passer. People haven't been able to see it, but yeah. if you you literally need. Let's give him three seconds at least, you know, one, one, two, pow, and the chin, that's why he, that's why he ran so much. You know, it it was because they had to, because the offensive line was so bad at pass blocking. I don't remember a team like that. So I totally agree with you, Christian. I think that's a team that we could see kind of take a leap forward. And I think a lot of those fantasy assets could be, could be bought a little bit low. uh, Yeah,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Well, even people are already saying, Oh, DJ Moore, I'm downgrading DJ Moore." What do downgrading DJ Moore? Yeah, I for heard what? that too. I heard that too. I, I <laughs> and didn't it's not no, it's no, lateral. So, I hope I hope the guys in my leagues are down, downgrading DJ Moore. You can give it to me for free, please.
2: <laughs> well, and let's just think about what they did. They moved back eight spots in the draft. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the fact that there could be four quarterbacks getting drafted uh before they pick in a position that they weren't gonna draft anyway. So now let's remove those four. Now they've really only moved back four spots, you know. So that's like getting the fifth overall pick, (laughs) you know, when you think of it that way. And they get not only that, they get DJ Moore, who was a first-round draft pick. And I don't think he's done anything to say he wasn't worth the pick the Panthers took. It's not his fault. That team's been bad in the quarterbacks. Absolutely not.
0: No, absolutely. They get a
2: 2025 second. They get a 2024 first. And they get the 61st overall pick in this year's draft. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with what, everything you guys are saying. I think if you have Justin Fields, if you have DJ Moore, I think we're all pretty excited about that. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Let's see who else we got on the that we want to talk about. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I, I'm hearing him all over the board. I feel like for the last decade, he's been rumored to the Patriots. Uh <laughs> where do you, do you, where do you, cause he's going to get traded, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, oh He's yeah. not going to be
0: traded. It's, it's more of a, a question of when, um, not if, uh, I'm hearing that it's a lot well, the dark horse, obviously, um, you got the two main, you got the bills, you got the Cowboys, you got, um, the giants. Those are the teams that are really looking to, to bolster, um, that wide receiver group. And it wouldn't take necessarily. Uh, uh, I mean, for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I know he's on the little on the older end, on the older uh, side of thirty. Um, but he's still a very capable player, and he's never been a wide receiver two in his whole career. So we're talking about a guy that's going to see a lot of single coverage, and he's going to be a, right. He's going to be a, a big ad to whoever gets him. So I think that the the sort of the top two or the top two or three are sort of the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Giants. But I would not rule out the chiefs. And that's what I was just going to say. I, I would <laughs> I not. No, I would not. And, um, you're sort of seeing more chatter come, uh, over the last couple of days with, with that connection where a lot of people are like, what the heck, how can those guys afford, uh, um, Deandre Hopkins or, or, or what's the point of, of Deandre Hopkins. But, um, that's a serious dark course. That's picking up a lot of steam. So, um, when, like I said, it's 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 more of a question when he gets trade, traded, not if. Uh, but I would sort of zone in on those four teams. Three, obviously, you have the top three. Um, but I would definitely not rule out the Chiefs by by any means.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy about that, Jesse. If uh, I, I, you're talking Christian to somebody that just traded for. Um, well, actually, I, I had Josh Allen, and then I I traded for Patrick Mahomes in a super flex, which is. I don't know how you ever acquire him. The fact that I was able to acquire him was surprising. So if he can go there, I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, Casey uh, in the uh, he he wants to ask about Jimmy G signing with the Raiders. Should he be excited? <laughs> Casey's favorite uh, player. <laughs> yeah he he Casey had Jimmy G this year on a superflex team that was very needed. Needed quarterback help big time And Jimmy did not help him uh, And now he's really hoping that this pans
0: out So can you give him Are you excited about Jimmy G in Vegas You know what um, I, I'm i not necessarily By any means I'm not going to say that Jimmy Garoppolo I'm not going to sit here and say Jimmy Garoppolo is this fantastic quarterback But I think he's an upgrade Over Derek Carr I mean
1: Career win
0: percentage
3: yeah. Career QBR Both better
0: yeah, and we're, Jimmy Garoppolo in the red zone is very, very efficient, right? Um, we're talking QBR. His QBR in the red zones one 100.7. Derek Carr's is only 89. So we're talking about a pretty big jump here. And um, again, a proven veteran, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to go there and win games. He's not going to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns when need needed to carry you. That's not the type of guy that Jimmy Garoppolo is. But as a bridge quarterback, which I think he's brought in to be so, I think he's going to be able to keep them in games. Um, I think he's going to make them competitive uh, and for talking about fantasy implications for, for devonte Adams. I think it's positive. I don't know. I think he, I, I don't really see him sort of falling off because of the quarterback play uh, by any means. Um, if, if devonte Adams falls off, it's uh, whether age finally catches up to him or injury, whatever. I don't think it's, it, it's going to do with the quarterback play at all. I actually think that's a pretty solid um, signing from the Raiders. Um, and a perfect bridge guy. He's more than capable and he's gonna keep them in games.
1: Hey, I got a question for you, Christian. Here, uh yeah. Who did you shop out this this jersey swap of Jimmy Garoppolo on the on your catch the blitz account? Because it's beautiful. I mean, or is that something one of your staffers did? Who's yeah. doing who's doing this jersey swap here?
0: Yeah, so that's that's one of our guys. He's he is fantastic at, at jersey swaps. I don't know how he does it because when I when I send him, I so I what I do is I pick the picture. I'm like, okay, this would be a pretty good picture to, to swap. Boom! I sent it to him. Like an hour later, I'm like, "How the heck did you do that?" Because mm. I, I have no clue how that how the magic goes on behind there. So I can't answer that question. But um, yeah, that's that's the thing of beauty. I have a I have a Raiders buddy local here. Uh, he was going nuts over it, and I'm like, "Okay, it's Jimmy Garoppolo." But like again, whatever, sure. He's sick and tired of Derek Carr, so bringing Jimmy Garoppolo fresh face, fresh face, and I, I again, I don't think this this sort of rules them out drafting a quarterback um, in in this year's draft or even next year's draft. I think they're going to sort of – Jimmy Garoppolo, again, the way that they structured his contract is actually only like a two-year deal. Um, I know they came out and said it was three years, $67 million, but it's actually only structured about pretty much a two-year, $48 million deal um, with that like void year at the end. So they could get out of it if they find a young guy that can develop and develop and give him ready to be a starter in three years. So you never know. But again, I think he's – I think it's a br- – Pretty solid fit. Uh, You bring in a very capable veteran quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. I like it for the Raiders.
1: I like the system fit, too. The fact that he has experience with McDaniels. I I think that that's a great fit. Absolutely.
2: Well, and you bring up the fresh face. I I don't think there's a fresher face than Jimmy G. He (laughs) broke Casey's uh, face test that he he performs on all quarterbacks. He he destroyed it. This is a good-looking individual. He's definitely an upgrade over Derek Carr, so I mean, yeah, I think we're all saying the
0: same thing. The same both, thing. Both, uh, both on on the field and and off the field too, right? You gotta, you're getting yeah. a.
1: But getting Casey, a... this is a, a too close to the sun situation, isn't it? Is yeah. it? yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. All so right, Jimmy
3: right. G flies a little too close to the sun, so he can't be as good as uh, as somebody who's just a little less handsome than him.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Right. If yeah, it's like sure a can't be zone. That there's a, there's a zone of proximal development we need <laughs> within the face test there for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i'm still looking at this
2: jersey swap So christian I, i'm i don't do a lot of jersey swap i have to have i just have to hope that the player wears the same jersey number as somebody <laughs> else already yeah. on the roster and then i just swap the head yeah, you know? yeah so this this is a really good one i have to I, tip of the tip of the cap to your feature. your, your intern you. or, or you. person that works for you that does this because it, it does look good Okay. Well, you know, I think we got to the big names. So, uh, I, you know, I'll just rapid fire throw out a few names, Christian. If you want to speak on any of these, feel free. But, uh, we got Mike White's, you know, he's the back of Miami. we got Sam Darnold to San Francisco. I don't know where OBJ is going to be. Adam Thielen. Is he done? Uh, Johnny Smith just signed with Atlanta. Um, Any and, and Dalton Schultz—that's one I want to talk about. Is it, I've heard him rumored to Indy. Any of those guys you want to talk on?
0: I, I think Dalton Schultz um, is a good one because again, he's not the crazy like it, you're talking. Like nowadays, you, you got your Travis Kelseys and 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 your George Kittles and your Mark Andrews and and your Kyle Pitts, even though he had a pretty down year, but he's not that type of tight end. He's more traditional, um, but he still puts up numbers, right? Um, I mean, he's not necessarily, I think he's, he's a better football player than he is tight. Uh, sorry, than fantasy player. Um, because he does a lot of things that like a traditional tight end does. He, he blocks very well. He catches the ball. He doesn't necessarily do too many great things after the catch. He's not the craziest athletic guy. Um, but, yeah, I hear a lot of Colts, and I also do hear the Chargers, too. I mean, there's a connection there um, with him and, and and Kellen Moore, former offensive coordinator, so I can see that working out again. If he lands with, with Justin Herbert, I think he's still a very capable um, fantasy tight end. Um, he was Dak Prescott's favorite target for, I mean, or one of his favorite targets, I guess, um, over the last couple of years. Um, whenever Dak was there, he seemed to, rack up the targets, and he was very capable, especially in PPR leagues. He was a guy that you can start in, start sort of week in and week out and at least feel comfortable with. Um, yeah, so that's one guy that, again, if he lands in, in a situation like the Chargers or even Indianapolis, if they bring in a young guy, every young quarterback likes tight ends, right? Um, so if he sort of comes into Indianapolis with a, with a young quarterback, he could, right, we could give him a little uptick there. And again, he's a guy that's just sort of a security blanket, safety blanket for, for, for quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know what to think. Jesse, I don't know if you have
0: an opinion. I don't know what to think of
2: Dalton Schultz. He kind of feels a little Austin Hooper to me. Like I remember Austin yeah. Hooper, like we we thought of him as this fantasy tight end that did good in Atlanta because there was a ton of volume. And then he went to Cleveland and, and died, which I mean let's be fair, a lot of people go to, players go to <laughs> Cleveland and we don't hear from him again. But I just don't know if Dalton Schultz I think if he was this really good tight end, he would have got re-signed by Dallas. Yeah. So I'm just curious. I wonder if he'll if he goes to Indy or something, I wonder if he kind of disappears off the radar. Well, I um, still I still want to
1: him a little bit. Yeah, and I, I want to invert the question for Christian as a Cowboys fan a little bit. Like, where do the Cowboys go with tight ends now? Is it Jake Ferguson? Like to see like where do they go? Because I really do think um Dalton Schultz rose to the top because of that system and because of the way Dak likes tight ends. So I, I'm almost looking at who's coming into the Cowboys now to be the guy that gets all those targets that Dalton Schultz was getting.
0: Well, well you, you look at Jake Ferguson and a guy that didn't, w- didn't find the field too often. Obviously, I mean, again, Dalton Schultz played pretty much every single game and him and Dak had that reputation, which I, going back to Dalton Schultz, I felt like Schultz was more a product of the system and Dak than he was... The- Right, it it, it, it yeah. at least it felt like that. I think Austin Hooper was was a pretty bang on comparison. Yeah. Sort of feels like that way. Um, but Jake Ferguson was someone that every single time he was on the field, you were like, "Whoa, why isn't that guy playing more?" Right? Um, just his ability to make plays after the catch. Like the Cowboys really haven't had an athletic uh, tight end like Jake Ferguson um, in the past. So I think that I mean, again, I, I wouldn't rule out dallas drafting a tight end but if they don't i would definitely lean to at least buying some 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 jake ferguson shares because i think why the hell not like right again this is a quarterback that likes to sling the ball um he throws the ball and he he likes his tight ends right and he's an athletic one and when he made when he was on the field last year i guarantee you every single time he was on the field he made me turn my head, and I was like, okay, this guy should be playing more. I don't get why he's not playing more. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe it was an experience thing. So if the team's comfortable, if he's really going to be that tight end one, that's saying something. I think he's more than capable from 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 a um just a pure athletic and, and skill set standpoint. I think this guy could be a very capable tight end, and I guess time will tell. But I, I am high on Jake Ferguson. I actually have him in a couple of my dynasty leagues because why not? It's worth a flyer.
1: Yeah, and I think in like a redraft <sighs> league – you know, yeah. uh, Schultz will definitely go wherever Schultz goes. He'll be drafted before Ferguson, and I'm not so sure Ferguson doesn't plug in and get better numbers because he's familiar with the system. So that, that's one of those little loopholes. I think I, I kind of want to see who who ends up being the guy in Dallas. Uh, you know, with Schultz moving on, and yeah, you know, I, I, I if he goes to the Colts and then the Colts take Anthony Richardson, then yeah, I'm 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 staying away from. Most of those receivers because I just he's just not ready to be a passing yes. quarterback, so it really really depends, but um, yeah, love that analysis. Yeah,
2: I just Jesse, I just looked uh at our dynasty league to see where Jake Ver which roster rosters Jake Ferguson and that he he belongs to Nick Nick's squad mm. uh diehard Cowboys fan. Yep. so makes sense yeah he won't be a buy low for any of us unfortunately no. <laughs> we can't use it we can't use that information that you just gave us and do anything thought, with
3: it so I thought for sure he was going to be on Lee's team or ex-Lee's team I mean <laughs> he shouldn't really be rostered <laughs>
2: yeah 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 no he's he's on a Cowboy fans team so yep. he's he's going to stay there it looks like
1: well scratch um, the low idea yeah
2: not in this league anyway not not
1: with nick nick but i i think i still think in redraft you know that's going to fly under the radar so absolutely i think so too
2: well jesse so what do you want to do next should we talk about some trades that have gone down recently in our dynasty league and our superflex league and see what christian has to say about it
1: yeah we can talk that i i want to ask just one either or question just to wrap up the whole free agency thing um of these receivers that are out there floating around right now, who has the most left in the tank? So we've got OBJ, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Shark, Chark, Chark. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, do any of those guys get you excited in free agency?
0: As a big guy, as a big Adam Thielen fan, I think his days um, being a pretty high level wide receiver too are over. Um, I think, I don't know, just he does a guy like Adam Thielen doesn't tend to, to age well. Um, so I, I would sort of shy away from that. Um, I'm looking at Odell. I don't know, man. Like I, I think I, I get, I get it. The, the injury concerns, you can't sort of look away from that because the fact is, is he's coming off another ACL in the same knee. So um, that's definitely some concern, but like when he's on the field, he, there's just not many guys that could do what he does. So even if let's say he is 80% of Odell, I, that would, I, if he were to come into an offensive of, 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 my team, at least, I think that would bring me some excitement. Um, again, I don't think he's going to go into a place and have to be the wide receiver one. So we're talking about a guy that's going to be a wide receiver two. And I think, look what he did with the Rams. Um, coming in short notice. And, and I mean, he played a big role in that team to, to, to eventually hoist the Lombardi trophy. So um, I'm looking at Odell. I think he's got a few years left in the tank. Obviously you got to see how that knee holds up, but um, from pure like talent standpoint um, it's, you don't really see, like at least we haven't seen a guy like Odell just when he's on the field, he just dominates and, and um he's always a guy that is making plays and and he's so good after the catch and just the acrobatic, his his arms are, his hands are phenomenal, right? Like his hands aren't injured. So the guy's going to (laughs) still catch the ball. right? So I don't know. For me, I'm looking at Odell for sure. Again, the money, I I hear 20 million. I don't think that's remotely close to what he's going to get. I don't know if I would buy that report at all. But I think he's going to get a fair contract. I think you're talking about $10 million, $12 million a year, which, I mean, if the guaranteed money isn't too high and I'm a wide receiver needy team, I would take a flyer on Odell for
1: sure. I love it. I I heard Des Bryant has been recruiting him like crazy to try and be a cowboy. Is that... Yeah, I I don't buy any of that crap because for
0: me... like. I'm so used to like the Cowboys. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're they're gonna go get this guy. They're gonna go get this guy, and then they don't get anybody. So <laughs> for me, I just sort of take the laid back approach, and I I have set my expectations below below the the the, the bottom bar. So if they were to <laughs> sign him, yeah, sure, I'm ecstatic. I think he'd be an awesome fit, um, especially with the West Coast system that McCarthy's going to implement next year. Um, I think again, if you're going to run a lot of slants, why not bring the best slant runner that we've seen in in recent years? So. Um, awesome i'd be i'd be definitely happy with odell
1: all right love it casey yeah, i'm looking at him
2: he's on my uh dynasty roster so what i'm hearing is buy high on odell
1: people <laughs> <laughs> I'm It's just you just know that like the, our 16 listeners are all in our league so that's why that's why you yeah all yeah. right uh casey how about can you pull up some trades and and can you kind of lead that yeah. are, you, are you comfortable
3: Well, yeah, before I get into trades, there's one story that we missed that just broke today. um, And that was, I want to get your opinion on this, Christian, because I know we'll all have strong opinions. But the Philadelphia Eagles have proposed a rule change to where players can now wear the number zero.
0: Um, How do you feel about that, Christian? (laughs) I mean, I don't necessarily have the strongest opinion on that, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I liked... I, I At first, I was so against the single-digit number thing. I like it for the skill players. I don't necessarily like it when a linebacker is wearing, like, number five. It's like, what the heck? Um, But number zero, I feel like that's a little bit, like pushing overboard like i don't even is that even a number to be honest we no it's a, it's we an say, imaginary number right I, right? <laughs> right so uh, i don't know if I'm, <laughs> that's me. I'm I'm not voting for that rule I'll tell you that much steven Stephen case and i are very
1: divided around this because because i love it oh man bring bring on the zero any single single digits you know when you're the little tiny wide receiver you got to put the smallest number on you you can cuz then you look a little bigger. Like you don't want to be 88 <laughs> if you're a 58 wide receiver, you know? So you, you get the smallest number you can, like just a 1. But a zero, zero is I don't know, man. It, it's they've you done it what in I, college football for a couple of years and it, it looks good, Casey. Come on, know what just You too much of a traditionalist. Just let it. Let it in. No, okay.
3: I see I see somebody who clip-arted some some they bought some stock images online. And the only number they could use was zero. So they plastered that on a guy with too big a shoulder pads and too big a helmet. And you would go, That guy's, that guy definitely doesn't play in the NFL. I,
2: you guys, I I'm not I'm 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 not a I'm not a fan of this. I think it's a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, it's like what are those uh, what are the pets that they like the companion dogs or whatever they can bring on a plane? Mm, you know, yep, or, yep. Uh, emotional the, support animal. Emotional support peacock. Does. And it just, every yeah, everyone's bringing, like, they're like, almost oh, my emotional support hamster it goes everywhere with me just so they can fly with their free hamster. My monkey. Like, I've not been a huge fan of Rashad Bateman because he wore that number in college. Uh, Jelani <laughs> Woods, it was hard to get on board with him. Oh,
0: geez. Be- before I know
2: it, we're going to be having hashtags as numbers and letters. I just think it's a slippery slope. X,
0: like the letter X think, when the, in the XFL.
2: Oh, Remember God, the Q- yeah. Yeah.
3: The QR codes uh, for uh, that college team during their spring games, Jesse. Oh. That's where you want to go. No, I didn't like. QR that. Code? I wasn't a fan
1: of that. That was that was rough. Uh, you're you're gonna, gonna have people to write, going like, right. I don't
2: know. You're gonna have people going, oh no, my, I don't have a number. I don't identify with it. I don't. I just think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a slippery slope, and then, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to have one that's like, oh, you can see my number under a UV light. I don't know. I don't like where it's going, I will. But.
1: I will say it's very brave to be uh, the starting quarterback for a team and rock zero. It only happened. I think it was the Rutgers starting quarterback was rocking number zero. He, I think he's the only one I've ever seen doing it, and they weren't very good. So maybe you're on passes. Here. If it passes and there's there's a number zero quarterback.
0: Oh. you're 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 putting the target on your on your, on yeah, your back. No, I mean, it's it's a lot of
3: ammunition for fans, right? They're like, "Hey, your number matches your completion percentage."
1: Mm, you know? Yeah. 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 Low hanging fruit. Well, I'm glad.
2: I'm glad that we we skipped on a few more free agents I wanted to talk about, so that we can get to the bottom of this,
1: this proposed rule change. The, the number zero. These things yeah, are but, important, uh, Stephen. We got to get into Rogers' equipment and the letters and numbers and these these jersey true. swaps. But Casey, how about uh throw some throw some trades yeah. at Christian and think, so, see what he thinks.
3: So here's one the league is divided on who won. Now this is dynasty, best ball, super flex. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Steven got Justin Jefferson. Um, and he gave up the fourth pick in this year's draft, the first pick of the second round, the third pick of the second round, the fourth pick of the second round and the 10th pick of the second round, um, for Justin Jefferson.
2: Essentially the fourth pick and half of the second round is what what he's telling you.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, and and this is a the, you said this is a a redraft. No, Superflex, Superflex Dynasty. Superflex Dynasty. Okay, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. man, to be hell honest, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course man. you
0: are. Yeah, I'm of taking. You I'm, are. taking like, I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking Jettas for sure. Right. I I actually just, go the just, other way. Why Why is that? Why just though? Like, so it, we, it's it's Superflex. Anyways, I, I it's I, yeah.
3: it's Superflex. And you get the one Oh four. So that's going to be Anthony Richardson territory. That's going to be JSN territory. Jameer Gibbs territory. That's the
1: only way you could justify it. Casey is if, is if they go get Jackson Smith and Jigba and he's as good as I think he is. Then, then at that point you have assets and a, and a possibly elite wide receiver. Um, so you might yeah, be but right. you already have
0: a wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, so what, what's the point?
1: I know. Well, that's, so, that's me. I, I live in the now, and all these guys yeah. are drafting <laughs> for the future.
3: <laughs> well, it also depends on team need. If you're a team building for the future, I, I don't like yes, it
2: as much. you're right. You're right. And, you're right. Absolutely. And, 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 Christian, that was my team. My team, uh, these guys held the draft while I was um, – on vacation,
1: oh, we started here we go. It. it. was, it was <laughs> the draft was lasted for I a was... month, though Stephen. Like if it's a month long, I was on long...
2: vacation for a month, Jesse. I know, remember? but
1: that's not normal, Stephen.
2: No, <laughs> so I was negotiating trades with my brother while I was waiting in line at a fair to get on like one of those uh, log rides with my kids, and I remember I was like, oh, I don't know, and, and so my team was not very good, but now now i'm i'm building for the future so that was going to be part of my my future was uh justin jefferson i wanted a few strongholds so steven does I, I not uh
3: if you watch if you looked at his roster you go oh he doesn't own a running back there isn't a running back no. on this team no no that's not in the plans for this year Okay. <laughs> we,
2: we're going so empty, got,
1: empty empty set. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: He's running that's the cougar and he's running it with an empty set,
3: that's for sure. <laughs>
2: did, did you not see my my I I suggested a rule change this year to not have any running backs, to have zero running backs. Mm, that was a rule that's change. That's making that more sense. Yeah, that's
0: making yeah. more sense now. Yeah. I see why. Yeah. Well, there's I can guarantee you that there's gonna be one person that votes for that rule to pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. All right. This
3: one's this one's a pretty easy one to decide on, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Uh, we got Jalen Waddell. Travis Etienne and a third round pick in this year's draft for get ready for this Matt Coral or Corral can't remember how to pronounce his name it's Corral. been so long since we Corral. since we brought him up uh, a 2024 first a 2024 first and a 2023 pick five so fifth round in this year's draft for Waddle and Etienne
0: yeah I'm taking Waddle Etienne all day
3: yeah. Oh day okay. yeah that's pretty easy <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I
1: don't I, he even wrote he wrote to us in a text he said i don't know why he wanted corral and we were like yeah i don't know either I don't. When, was, when did that trade happen was it was it was it
3: was it, yesterday it was today yeah, so, yeah after
1: today. after the panthers moved up i have no idea why that would i don't know i guess he's banking on the fact that is gonna
0: get traded but where does he even get traded to? I don't, I don't know. Do I, he doesn't never, get traded.
1: Yeah, I never saw him as a productive NFL quarterback. In yes, just even scouting him in school, he came from a system where he threw for a bajillion yards. But yeah,
2: I never, all right, okay. yeah, this is one thing we've 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 had to deal with is not only are the free agent potential signings popping up, our dynasty league has been on fire lately. There's like three or four trades happening, and they're all blockbusters every day. It's been. That's right. That's it's right.
3: Yeah. All right. This one's fun. All right. Garrett Wilson or Kenneth Walker and the three point oh seven in this year's draft. Ooh, that's
1: a, that's a tougher one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. That is tough. That's very <laughs> tough. Are we? Are we assuming that he's going to have Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball instead well, of Zach Wilson. At
3: the Wilson? time. At the time. We were nowhere any clearer on whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to be a Jet than we are right. now. So okay, so, <laughs> we're in the same, um, same area.
0: Uh, again, I, I think if if the team if it, if the team is ready to win, I think Kenneth Walker is a little bit more valuable. Again, you don't you don't you are not getting the it's not the, the longevity <laughs> from. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, that's too like it's. It's if, even. If, it's an even yeah, trade. It is. It is pretty even, to be honest. I was about to say it. it's like 45-55 <laughs> sort of thing, or 50-50, right? Like, that's pretty – I mean, look, I'm sort of fine <laughs> with, both, with both those guys on my team. Um, maybe you give the edge to Garrett Wilson if he does get Aaron Rodgers, but um, that's a pretty fair trade, if I'm being honest. This also shows you how much movement
2: happens in this league because I – those guys were on my roster, <laughs> both not more than a month ago yeah and they're already
1: well, so. well steven if you just scroll on this league chat uh etn's been traded like three times yeah. in, in like the last two weeks he's <laughs> he's he's been included in all of these deals so i'm like it's just it's been it's been crazy but all right well thanks christian thanks for weighing in on some of those um i think uh i think we're gonna call it for tonight <laughs> Um, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to start talking the aftermath of free agency as these things continue to, to roll out. Now we know we can find you at catch the blitz on Instagram, but, uh, is there anywhere else we can find you or do you have anything else coming up that you want to talk about?
0: Uh, well, yeah, first off again, thank you guys for, for having me on. I, I had a blast. Um, I, I would love to do this again in the, in the future. If you guys uh, ever want to free it up uh, again, I would have you guys on. For sure. Like I said, I have a podcast myself um it's with me and um my co-owner thomas um it's more of a casual sort of like you guys um sit down podcast uh it's called the ctb show um we are on all audio platforms spotify apple google um we post on youtube as well um it's more clips but we sometimes throw up the whole the whole uh, video there depending on if we can get it edited or not but um but yeah, that's where you can find us. Again, I love doing this with you guys today. It was it was awesome. Um I had so so much fun. Um and I look forward to you guys helping me win <laughs> my fantasy <laughs> leagues again next year, right? So that's right. That again, don't I'm, I'm I, I it's like got a double-edged sword here because I can't tell I want to tell my friends about it, but I'm like ah, I don't. Know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
3: get that. <laughs>
2: so so yeah. Hey, I can relate to that. I've I've held off posting things fantasy related until I've sent a few offers out for like the player I'm about to talk about. I'm like cuz I've had it happen before where it's uh, bit me in the butt. And yeah. so I I Stay get with with
0: me when I go to pick ups, when I go to pick up guys, sometimes I'll be like I'm about to post that this guy got uh released or, or added or or someone got traded and I I I'm like you know what? Let me go pick him up in my fantasy league first and then I'll and then I'll post it. And because I've posted it before yeah, yeah. And and then I go to my fantasy. League. Next thing you know, boom! I'm two seconds too
1: late. So, it happens. Yeah. Well, Christian, if you ever need That's any, uh, yeah. if you ever need any advice or scouting on college players, you know, you can always hit me up. Uh, you know, any, you don't have to even do anything it's not like steve pays us you know much with <laughs> anything so you know i i am no. i am i am a very cheap uh college football mind that you can tap into anytime and I'm, I'm just used to being worked over for hardly any money at all you know so hit me up anytime hey,
3: okay? if you need somebody if you're like hey where does this guy rank on the face test yep. give
1: me a shout yep. over
3: at nfl cover zero
1: that's right. That's right. Absolutely,
3: I
2: love it.
1: I and love you can it. find Stephen; he's the boss. You know, he's over at Fantasy Guides. Anytime you need him, and uh, we appreciate you coming on, Christian. For Stephen Casey, Christian, and myself, thanks for joining us, man. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend, which nobody wants to do because we're giving such great fantasy <laughs> advice. <laughs> well, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Peace.